This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now, remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Then let's turn around and run face first into a brick wall. And Beth West. Strip the Liverpudlian accent and maybe add a few more vocal harmonies. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show right here on the Rock School Radio Network, broadcasting live from the campus, Southeastern Louisiana University. My name Joe Burns, you are. I'm Beth West. There you go. A little yeah. pause between first and last yeah. names. This is number two. We did last week number one of the British Invasion show. Why? Because this coming Sunday is the 50th anniversary of the Beatles performing on Ed Sullivan's sort of the first boom shot of the British Invasion making its way into the United States. Have you noticed as you're watching TV, radio, what have you, all of the Beatles stuff that is beginning to is it? come I haven't in. noticed yet, but I'm sure it's going to saturate every single media Fiber outlet. Of the media, yeah. right. Like, it doesn't matter where you watch any kind of television. Like, do you just watch YouTube? You're still going to see You're it. You're still going to see the Beatles. Right. Sunday morning, I was watching one of those just sort of infotainment shows that mm-hmm. they used to fill an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. All Beatles. Was it CBS Sunday morning? Right, exactly. Yeah, my just mom loves that too. All the stuff. It's, it's so just funny. On on. You get to a certain age and... That's a show you it's love. It's funny, though, because she's a, she's very young, and she's also very young at heart. And so I'm like, you're an 80-year-old. You love this right. show. It's, it's so funny. That's, this is very entertaining to me. Let's continue on. Last week's show was simply the concept of why was there a British invasion, what happened, and we took it right to the point where, boom, in comes the British. The British mm-hmm. are coming. The British are coming. Right. If you want to hear the show... Please go ahead, subscribe to us on iTunes, search Rock School Radio Show. The easier way to do it is search Rock School KSLU. Boom, we come right up. Or you can go to our website. It's already posted, and you can hear it there. The website is kslu.org. Big, giant Rock School yeah. you know, thing it's to It's pretty easy to follow, the, follow the links. We are going to talk now about you know the shot's been fired. Now right. it's here. The Beatles and Pet Clark and Herman's Hermits and the Animals and them and all of the right. bands are here and blah, 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 the and, Beatles and, and then slightly lesser Beatle clones. All and a the of bands other are in. Yeah. However, the question is: I mean, do we love them all? Is it all wonderful? Well, no. The splits begin to occur, mm-hmm. and the first real split was: Are you? And this is in America. Are you a Beatles fan or are you a Rolling Stones fan? Because that split began. Are you the pop guy or are you the rock Rock guy? guy. Yeah. 
And people are always also saying, and I've had this conversation with people, what if there were no Beatles? Would there be a British invasion? Maybe. I think there would Possibly. be. It just probably wouldn't be as pronounced. Right. Like, we and wouldn't be able to say, like, boom, shot fired 50 years ago. Yeah. A lot of people point to the Rolling Stones. They could have done the British invasion. Yeah. Well, maybe, but they weren't as explosive as the Beatles. No, but they weren't directly. It's nothing. They were like, oh, we saw the Beatles, and that's why we're going to play music. They were influenced by blues directly. Exactly. They weren't clones. Right. They were their own thing. The other problem with that is the Stones weren't huge right away here in the United States. Even though they were the anti-Beatles, Not Fade Away was the first song to make it to the American charts. Spent 14 weeks on the Hot 100 and only peaked out at 48. It took eight more songs. Play With Fire, Carol, Tell Me, It's All Over Now, Time Is On My Side, Little Red Rooster, The Last Time, What A Shame. Then they get to number one. With satisfaction. I was I was wondering, I couldn't remember what their first number one was, and that seems appropriate. Then get satisfaction. off of my cloud as tears yeah. go by. Oh, yeah, blah, just blah, rolling, blah, blah, rolling. Blah, right. blah, and it goes the, crazy. Yeah, but the avalanche yeah, starts. They simmered before they exploded. Yeah. They were not the Beatles. So, But now we've got this thing with the British invasion. The first split, the first crack. Are you mm-hmm. a Beatles guy or are you a Rolling Stones guy? Beth, I'm, are you Beatles or are you Stones? I'm Beatles. I are love you? the Stones, but yeah. I'm, I would say Beatles. Yeah. yeah, I'm Beatles too. In fact, I named my son after a Beatles song. But we got to play something else. Here, the Rolling Stones on Rascal. <laughs> started talking about the British invasion in yeah. the second section with the crack that occurred. Right. This yeah, isn't a wrist. bad crack. I mean, it's no, not like... it's diversification. Right. It's not West Side Story. It's not the Jets <laughs> and the Sharks meeting no to rumble. Plays, yeah. Right. But it is still, you know, are you this guy or are you this guy? Mm-hmm. You know who Manfred Mann is. Yes. You know, I do what did he yeah, did right. he dumb yeah. did he do. You know, that's cute. That, that's more it's Beatles fun. than it is Stones, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not a lot of substance. Right. Well, Michael Leowitz is the guy from Manfred Mann. Mm-hmm. And he publicly, I mean, he out loud stated, I don't like this cutesy poppy stuff that I'm doing. He was basically saying, this is what sells. This is why I'm doing it. But I'm not a fan of it. Uh And he made these statements as the press and those who were listening began to see a second wave of bands coming in. Mm -hmm. And whether you say the Rolling Stones ushered these people in or not, well, it, it, it comes down to that question again that we were going over and over when the Beatles were first there. Okay, who was second to the party because we talked about was dusty springfield second because yeah. she wasn't on soil but she was second to the charts, to the charts or yeah. was it dave clark five because they weren't second to the charts but they were second on soil and i guess it just yeah it depends on which one you think is the better barometer for what measures success denote the second run right so now we've got a question with with manfred man kind of sort of saying, Mm -hmm. you know, I would rather be rocking. Because everything, when it first got underway, was sort of cutesy and poppy and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It just sounded fun and it was good for teenage girls. Exactly. And the Beatles will get away from their cutesy stuff. Of course. And I think that if, like, both of us probably 
our favorite Beatles stuff is the later stuff. It is. I yeah. know the earlier stuff. But I know, I'm, and I know the early stuff. I'm not really going to listen to it ever. No, I would. I will reach for Pepper. Yeah, Sergeant as soon Pepper, as Sergeant Pepper, before. and then pretty much everything that follows. Yeah. So here comes the second wave of the British invasion, and the question is, what band started it? Uh, I don't know. What time frame are we talking? Well, about this is '65. Okay, so 64 we're talking the next is year. When it happens, okay. the next year. You have to, first of all, define a few things. And mm-hmm. this is where this show gets difficult and where people can fight with me. Yeah. we got to define a rock group first. That's oh, number what is one. a rock right. group? Right. Then you have to define what you consider first. Do you mean played on the radio? Do you mean first to the charts? Do you mean first on soil? I have three there's, bands here. Yeah, that's a lot of qualifiers. Right. So what there's a lot mean? of room to argue. So who's first? Okay, who's here first? are three that could be the first shot in the second wave okay. of the Brit groups. The Who. Well, yeah. They hit the U.S. January 1965 with I Can't Explain. But it only peaks out at 93, so it bubbled at it best. barely, yeah. Right. Barely charts. It wouldn't be till 1967 that they hit the top 10 with I Can See for Miles and Miles. But they were on soil mm-hmm. doing the Monterey Pop Festival and opening for Herman's Hermits <laughs> in 1966-67. Right. Now, they were the vanguards of a new movement, of course, of the mods. Mm-hmm. You know, think Italian suits riding motor scooters, think quadrafinia, right. them's the mods. I always just say, like, think tight pants on men. Exactly. Skinny <laughs> ties. Yeah, right. skinny ties and tight pants. They were in competition, the mods, with another group called the Rockers with the leather and the slick mm-hmm. hair. So, okay, there is the the push for one group, the Who. I'll yeah. come back with two more that may be the, the first group shot. Of course, it's the Who. Really? Well, let's see. Hang on, I can't explain. It's Pete and the group here in Rock School. All right, contestant number one, the Who. Were they the first? Strong contestant. Strong contestant. Let's hear the other two. Contestant number two, the Yardbirds. Okay, what's the song? For your love. Okay, that's the Eric Clapton yeah. version of the Yardbirds. So Yardbirds are always denoted by who the guitarist uh-huh. is. March 1965. The Yardbirds embark on their first U.S. tour late August 1965. A pair of albums were put together for the U.S. market. You know, For Your Love was on one of them. That also included My Girl Sloopy mm-hmm. having a rave up half of which came from five live Yardbirds. So there you go. March of 65. That's earlier in terms of chart than The Who, but The Who was on soil first. (laughs) So is it the chart or is it the soil? See, there is the question. Yeah. Now you think, well, okay, I'll make a decision between the two of them. Uh Let's wait. There's a third. There's a third that's going to maybe do this, but the third shot himself in the foot. Okay. All right. I don't even know. I don't know who you're talking about. Yardbirds, Clapton, for your love on Rock School. Okay, there you go. The Who and Two strong, Yardbirds. strong contenders. I might pick the Who out of the two of them. And it's yeah. only because if, if you throw up in the sky to the average listener, the Who or the Yardbirds? 
they might go, well, the who, because of popularity, yeah, length because, of success. But I mean, if we're talking about second wave, I'd probably say Yardbirds. Or would you? Because okay. you said chop chart success. And to okay. me, that means chart success wins for they you. They are musicians, therefore the you know. And that's fine. The use. You you got to pick. But that's between the two. Let's hear the third one. The third one. Yeah. Kinks. Oh. The yeah. Kinks. Ready for this? They reached number one in December, nineteen sixty. Four. Okay, oh, so they're to the your charts. Yeah. they win. They, right, that's true. Yeah. Now they do it with all day and all of the night. Now, now, what are people? So okay, so they win. Blah blah. Here's the problem. All day and all the night was almost a perfect ripoff of the Who's "I Can't Explain," which was the yeah, song right. that bubbled out. Okay, very uh-huh. good. Pete Townsend even states to this day it's a blatant ripoff of "I Can't Explain." Play them back to back. Yeah, you'll, and they, you'll, you'll be, you, you got it. You'll forget where one ends, the other begins. They were there. I mean, the Kinks were there mm-hmm. up front. They should have become the biggest rock band in U.S. history, but they messed themselves out of it by arguing with a union here in the with states. A, with a union. Right. Here's the thing about the Kinks. You got to remember the Davies brothers. Right. Yeah. Hated each other, or if they didn't hate each other, they were. They were the prototype of the Gallaghers. I was about to say, for right. those of us in our 30s, if you need a comparison, the Gallagher brothers. Right. I was going to say for the younger listeners, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> <Right>. no. <laughs> that, that's you, Don. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. They would fight on stage, and they would complain, and they would, I mean, just for no reason. It's how can we shoot ourselves in the it's foot today? Because one of them got a better Christmas present when they were 10. It's Something just bubbling like that. up. The band argued with. A union, the American Federation of Musicians, after an appearance on the television show Hullabaloo, and what the union did was ban them for four years. What did they ban them from? Appearing on. on so the union media. had that. I don't know about this union. So this union sure. had that kind of power. They had that kind of power. Wow. So four they came years? in, had amazing success acted like jerks to a union and were banned for four years for four years and in the 60s yeah 1965 you missed 65 to 69 yeah you're dead yeah you're dead you're so, a footnote again were the kinks first yeah probably right yeah but then let's turn around and run face first into a brick wall yeah i would say like i would probably put the kinks with a little asterisk yeah, that's the one I would pick. But after that, then I got to go with the Who. But you mm-hmm. said the Yardbirds. All day, all of the nights right here in New York School. All right, going into the first break, we're a little late because I wanted to play all three of those songs right in a row to sort of let you, the audience, make the decision over which would be the first rocker coming into the British invasion. Now, some of you may be looking at your podcast player or your radio and screaming, Led Zeppelin! Mm, too oh, late. T- yeah, they were way too late. 1968. Way yeah, too late. Way too late. And in, yeah, that's what I say, like in the 60s, those three years make a huge difference. Right. Way too late. the 60s were like, boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 one after the other. Yeah, kinks were big anyway. Yeah. But they could have been humongous. We say that. It's that old argument, like Jimi Hendrix. Had Jimi Hendrix not died, what would he he have have done? done? Had Kurt Cobain not died, what would he have done? We say those things, but we don't know for a fact. Kurt Cobain could very well have decided, I'm now going to be Buddhist 
and put out, you know, Gregorian chants. Yeah. We don't know. You have no idea. You can't say that for sure that they would have gone on for 20, 30 more years of wonderful, groundbreaking music. You have but no idea. You don't know. Not only was the British invasion music, but it was also British anything. Fashion. We loved it. Twiggy. That's As what I think of. Fashion, exactly. Yes. Uh, in terms of fashion, Cuban-heeled boots mm-hmm. were huge. Mop-top haircuts. Everybody wanted to yeah. look like the Beatles. Silver suits were apparently huge. Silver suits. Silver suits. And anything that came out of Carnaby Street, London. It was one of those things that... Everybody sort of kept an eye on this mm-hmm. Carnaby Street. And whatever they put out, that was it. Uh, girls wanted to look like Patty Boyd. Yeah. That was the yeah. big one. And why? Well, because she was the girlfriend of George Harrison. Yeah. And, oh, right. if I can look like her, then I can date a Beatle right. too. Jane Asher. Yeah. Oh, if I look like her. Uh, have you ever heard of the shrimp? Nope. Jean Shrimpton was her name. She was the biggest model at the time, and she was the woman right before... Twiggy, Twiggy came out. And right after, you know, Twiggy, every woman in the world decided, I'm going to never eat again. Right, that thin, straight look exactly came that. into and fashion. And Mary Quaint's Vidal Sassoon haircut. Oh, Everybody wanted Vidal, that. So Vidal that's the fashion that came along as well. So hello, Radio Universidad, Sal, uh, Salamanca, Spain. Thank you for running the radio show. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Thank you Thanks so much. Us. Yep. Get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute right here on Rock School. Talking the British invasion right here on Rock School. What was America doing during the British invasion? Well, everybody Besides wanted to be... just growing out their hair and right. trying to starve themselves to fit in cute little tri- twiggy dresses. But in terms of music, America does fight back. However, they don't fight back with different music. You, there's there's an the old law, you know, whatever, things. right, yeah. whatever's popular, do exactly the same thing, or whatever's popular, do exactly the opposite thing. Mm-hmm. We attempted to do exactly the same thing. Well, some did. Here's what, again, the book, The British Invasion, that, I, uh, that I'm basing a lot of this on, talked about. Many artists started recording and releasing Beatles covers. You can find oh, a- just lots actual of them. covers. Straight away. Even Mae West, as in really? Come Up and See yes, Me Sometimes. Yes. There's a Mae West album where she covers Beatles songs. Stop it. The Brill Building was in, you know, hot demand, mm-hmm. attempting to create songs that were Beatles-esque. Goffin King uh, was at the stable at Alden Music, attempting to do it. Uh, Motown and Stax were all having success, but they were more sort of the anti British invasion. Yeah, they were an R and B type. Yeah, thing. they were pretty much like homegrown United States music. Right. James Brown was having great success at the time. The bands that attempted to equate the English sound: Paul Revere and the Raiders, the American Breed, the Bo Brummels, the Buckinghams, Jay and the Americans. They're all American, obviously. Jay and the Americans, uh, but they're all just attempting 
to sound just like the Beatles. And the birds state without hesitation that they were Beatles on their 1964 pre-flight album. They just said, we're going to write a Beatles album. Really? And that's what they did. Yeah. And I'd like to say that the Love and Spoonful weren't influenced and they were their own people, but they were not. I mean... The Love and Spoonful states straight away... They were trying to write songs that sounded like the Beatles. Yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to be a musician in that time with that shadow just pressing on you almost. Like, right. In order to be any kind of successful, you need to sound like this or the exact opposite. Right. And I'll bet it's not just the artist, but it was probably also oh, the company. The, the money. Right. The right. hegemony pushing down on you. Yeah. Can you please sound like this? You're a great band. You get into the studio and they're like, we're not going to put anything you really like. Right. You're going to have You're going to do, do the Beatles. Here is the Love and Spoonful. Do you ever have to make up your mind? Right here on Rockstar. Did you ever Talking the British invasion, and we're well into it now. We are years into the British invasion. Uh, We've already had the Beatles and Rolling Stones split. We also have, are you a pop singer? Are you a rock singer? Are you a pop listener? Are Mm -hmm. you a rock listener? Did you know during the British invasion... And we, we just talked about all the American bands that were yeah. trying to be Beatles. Well, there was an American band that impressed the Beatles to the point where there was a battle of the bands going on. A lot of people know about this. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't know how sort of, I mean, real it was. It wasn't right. just sort of tongue in cheek. I mean, these two bands really went after yes. one another. They... they I- the one-upmanship made yes. better music. Mm-hmm. The Beatles and the Beach Boys. And this is what's funny about the Beach Boys. So often people look at them as just, well, they're just some cutesy you, surf yeah, band. surfing girl. No, no, no. This was... This was about as high-end a band as you could get. Oh, yeah. I get it. They sang Help Me, Rhonda. I get it. But, yeah, but... I mean, they also made one of the greatest albums of all time. Actually, the greatest to, of all time, according to numerous polls, and I think, including one in the UK. Yeah, and I think even according to Paul McCartney at the time, right? Exactly that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Pet Sounds is what it was. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. They were, at all points in time, attempting to one-up the Beatles, and they were in contact with one another, Mm -hmm. saying, you know, this, and now I have to one-up you, and I have to one-up you, and songs were flying back and forth between Wilson and and McCartney. Because of that sparring, we got this amazing music. Like It was like they had to have a little competition in order to go a little bit higher. I mean, who knows if we would have had Pet Sounds if not for the competition that Brian Wilson felt. It was. It, it's fairly well known that upon hearing Rubber Soul, Brian Wilson says to his wife, Marilyn, that he has to defeat that. It wasn't a concept of, oh, I'm going to go sit in a corner yeah. and suck my thumb and shake. He didn't, and he also didn't think, oh, well, good for them for writing a good album. No, no. He took that as a shot across uh-huh. the bow. Yeah. He said, I have to now make the greatest album ever recorded. That album was Pet Sounds. And... Then it goes on, and we'll Mm -hmm. follow this just for a little bit. And from Pet Sounds, maybe one of the greatest lyrics ever written. God only knows what I'd be without you. 
Sounds like this on Rock School. God only knows that from Pet Sounds. Mm-hmm. Pet Sounds was begotten, 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 because was birthed from <laughs> Rubber Soul, mm-hmm. right? So that comes out. The Beatles hear Pet Sounds and go, oh Uh-oh. man, <laughs> okay, what are we going to do? Up the game, son. That, That's time. Right. <laughs> that begats, begotten, that, that births Revolver. Now, if you don't think this is going on, I'm going to play the song for no one. Listen to the lyrics and tell me this isn't the Beatles writing a Beach Boys song. Just simply listen to it. This Why this isn't being sung by, you know, Mike Love is beyond me. But here is from Revolver for no one on Rock School. Your day breaks. Your mind aches You find that all their words Have come beyond the tears Cried for no one A love that should have lasted years Okay, coming out of for no one Oh, yeah. let me see. It, it, no, no, Joe. That has nothing to do with the uh, Beach Boys. Oh, let's see. A harpsichord, mm-hmm. a French horn. I think like, right in the middle of it. Strip the Liverpudlian accent and maybe add a few more vocal harmonies. Sure. And you would be like, oh, this is a Beach Boys song. Like <laughs> right. You wouldn't even think it was a Beatles song. <laughs> now, once Revolver comes out, obviously, mm-hmm. Dennis Wilson. See, now, they're in contact with one another. It's not like this is quiet. They, they Oh, yeah, there's quotes. Wilson, they're you know, we, there's, talking back and forth. Yeah, they're sure. talking back and forth, and then they're talking to other people in the press. That's all well documented. Sure, they know that this is happening and going on. Yeah, this is not so speculation this, upon our part. <laughs> this comes out, and Wilson turns around and goes, so, Revolver, all right, I think I'll put this out. Uh. I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair I hear the sound of a gentle word On the way that lifts her Alright, going into the second break just a little late. Good vibrations. No one doesn't like that song. No, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievably good. The downside of this little fight is that although there are many other factors, including a a horribly uh, nasty father and bad record deals and his first child being born, Wilson goes into, you know, a full nervous breakdown. Right. But when and this is again documented when McCartney sends him a tape of a day in the life mm-hmm. Wilson apparently feels he's lost that's that's it, it, he's it, done it, right he can't defeat this and and again many other factors involved but to that point you wonder would the bands have been as good without each other and i mean that's really an overriding question of course it is but i mean you can kind of imagine that without 
people often thrive with a sense of competition. So right. maybe by a degree they wouldn't have been. Yeah, but it's still a neat they still thing. would have been the Beatles. They still would have been the Beach Boys. I but. wonder if there's a show in that going back and hmm. forth. Maybe, perhaps. Speaking British stuff. We talked about how fashion got yeah. into, well, yeah. guess what? In terms of uh, movies, for a while there, everything British was wonderful. Richard Harris, Julie Christie, Tom Jones, uh, Lawrence of Arabia with Alec Guinness, uh, Anthony Quinn, Peter O'Toole, Richard Burton, uh, Michael Caine, nice. yeah. Peter Sellers. Everything yeah. Brit was everything just Brit. wonderful there for a while. Um, Oliver, My Fair Lady, everybody loved it. James Bond. I was about to say, was this, yep. yeah, James Bond was started in the 60s. You got the it. The movies, yeah. And a lot of stuff here in America also adopted it as well. Do you remember Disney's Jungle Book? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. India, but. Right. But did you notice some of the animals spoke with a Liverpudlian accent? Yes, they did. Yeah. And then, you know, and then there was Louis Prima, who a New Orleanian is always uh, good. He's the king of the swingers. Yeah. Ooh, the jungle VIP. Yeah. Okay, back in a minute here in Rock School. Okay, a little bit of time left as we're wrapping up the British invasion. We're actually getting way away from the actual invasion. Right, sort of the, you know, once they've already gotten here and settled in a bit. Sure. In fact, there was even backlashes to it. However, a television show aired in the United States between 66 and 68, which was a direct result of the invasion. It was another America's concern how mm -hmm. can we profit off of this how can we play for this so what they did was they got a brit stuck him out front and then backed him up with americans backed him up with american people any idea what the television show was i would say it was the monkeys the monkeys right i've said this before on this tv show i mean on radio this radio show, show. this yes. is a radio show but that uh in it was in reruns when i was little and we loved it yeah it, it worked like crazy and it, it drove the audience loved it but it drove the people who were on the actual monkeys the four guys that were in it mm -hmm. drove them crazy because they expected they were going to be musicians right and not wonderful but silly actors on right. a tongue-in-cheek yeah That's not ridiculous what they did. show and they wanted to be taken seriously but the producers wanted them to be idiots mm-hmm I don't get it, but it worked. Slew of hits. It's a Pleasant Valley Sunday. Monkeys on Rock School. Local rock group down the street is trying hard to learn their song. Okay, wrapping it up. The uh, second show of our discussion of the British invasion. There is yet a third British invasion that people started talking about. A lot of people say it started in 1968 with the real rockers. That's the Zeppelins, mm -hmm. the Creams, the Deep Purples. The progressives then came in the 70s, which 
really begs the question, when did the British invasion end? To which I answer, I don't think it ever did. I know, and people, I've heard people say things about different waves with like new wave music was a British invasion. And then um, in the 90s, like the Oasis and all that stuff. Oh, this is another Britpop is another British invasion. But I think kind of just American and British popular music just kind of melded together a little bit. We seem to have this symbiotic relationship Uh with the UK. We see ourselves, even though they have nice accents, we see ourselves sort of equal to their music likes and yeah, dislikes. I, it's like now we share almost a pop, it's like a Venn diagram, you know, they have some stuff they like that we don't and vice versa, but. Right, but we, we sort of, we absorb their music, they absorb ours. Uh-huh. We seem, we seem it's a, good. It's a good import-export trade relations kind of thing. It seems that way, but once you get into Scotland, and I know, I'm saying this because I know you're a fan of Scottish uh-huh. bands, yeah. it doesn't always work. No, Australia doesn't always work. It did for a while. It did for a while, but yeah, they are. Well, yeah, they're just a little bit further out culturally. Right, but you know, with Britain, you know, like you say, uh, the rockers, then progressive through the seventies, then punk, then new wave, then the Duran Duran, whatever you call that, the the hit makers, the ones made for uh, music videos, the bands made for music videos, Britpop, heavy metal, the second wave of heavy metal, Mm -hmm. and on and on it goes. Like you said, then the the Oasis is is, is, right, and And now I think you could probably also say like the Lady Songbird Adele people right. like we, uh, Amy Winehouse and then so many like soul. What's the seventeen-year-old girl that's just won just won all the Grammys? A Lord, Lord, but she's yeah. um she's New Zealand. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but you know, there. still accent. It's all it's all filtering in. Yeah, so it's I don't know that it has ever ended, but. Uh, this Sunday, in fact, if you're listening to the show on a Sunday, today, 50 years ago, the shot across the bow, the British invasion, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. You know, obviously, it started before it, but if you had to pick a time when, you know, the Battle of the Bulge, the the, the line broke, mm-hmm. that's probably it. And I think that's, yeah, most people would not argue that fact. There are our two shows. Now you know about as much as we can tell you about the British invasion. If you want to read more about it, I mean, obviously it goes into un- unbridled minutia, and you can read about every band that comes through. But now you have generally the overriding idea. So that wraps it up. We'll see you next week. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. That's it. Class is dismissed.